Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. It is a delight to have you with me this morning on 1111 Talk Radio. And I know absolutely that this is going to be a powerful show for you, especially for all my women out there, all my sisterhood that is listening. I know that this book showed up in my hands at exactly the perfect time because I'm definitely someone that constantly gives, gives, gives just like most women do. And sometimes we give so much that we don't even realize it. But do we actually receive the same in return or allow for even more? And that's a big part of the conversation today. You do not have to push so hard. You are not a machine. You are a human being. Wonder Woman would leap over the boulder. A wise woman would walk around the boulder. And then they would keep walking their path, enjoying the process, pausing to savor their effort instead of striving or grinding away. Driving, striving, and grinding is not the only way to succeed, achieve, or live. There is another way. So, it's not your fault you feel so stretched and overwhelmed. The system you work and live in were built for burnout. It's not for a lack of desire, intelligence, or effort that you struggle to create supportive realities in which you feel both successful and sustained. How you've been trained and what and expected to work, lead, and succeed is not the way women or humans in general naturally operate and create best. You haven't been given the wisdom or superpowers you need to thrive in intense and changing times. And Christina Arillo wants you to know it is not your fault. These are words from her fabulous book, Overwhelmed and Over It. Embrace your power to stay centered and sustained in a chaotic world. Christine Arillo is the author of this wonderful book, Overwhelmed and Over It, as a transformational leadership advisor, a three-time best-selling author, and the host of the popular Feminine Power Time podcast. She is recognized worldwide for her work, helping women to make shift happen in the lives they lead, the work they do, and the world they wish to create. Christine offers workshops globally, and she lives near Seattle. And you can definitely check her out at either one of her websites, overwhelmedandoverit.com or christinearillo.com. But without further ado, let's dig right into this topic that's so valuable to us right now. Welcome, Christine, to 1111 Talk Radio. Mm, Thank you, Simran and everyone. It's so good to be here with you this morning. The sun is just rising here (laughs) in Mm. Seattle. Well, it is beaming bright in South Carolina, and this was a perfect read for this week. You know, I I find that uh, this is a message that can never be stated enough, and it's often one that we have to repeat over and over again because we do get into these cyclical I get into these cyclical patterns of, of um, you know, really wanting to give, give, give and dive into creativity and explore all the things that I can do. And there comes times when I meet this point of exhaustion and it's, it's that I love what I'm doing, but I also get myself to the edge. And I know that if I'm doing this and I know as much as I know and have read as much as I've read and done the degree of work that I've done, that women all over at whatever level of consciousness are feeling to very much the same way. And I love a bold statement that you have right in the beginning in the preface of the book, 
where you say we women have become so resilient that we've become too tolerant. Talk mm. about our tolerance level. <sighs> I was going to take an exhale. <laughs> just everyone, let's just, everybody, let's just all take an exhale. Because um, I think if you are a conscious woman or human, or even if you're not conscious at this point as we go into 2021, we have all felt um, a tremendous amount of pressure. And I remember writing that line, Simran, and everyone, and I remember the t- moment it dropped into my head, I was in a conversation with one of the women that um, helps me run my wisdom school and we were in the car talking and she was just telling me about some of the conversations she had been having with women and I was smack dab in the middle of writing the book and I'm like, oh my God, we have become so tolerant of how things are, just doing more and stretching more and taking more on and just all this over, over, over that we've assimilated into ways of working and living and giving and relating that actually not only they're not natural, they're actually harmful. And when when I see statistics like one in three women will die of heart disease, that number used to be one in four. Or I have these sessions with women or phone calls from dear friends that say, if I keep working this way, I'm going to die. (laughs) I'm going to get sick. I just can't do it anymore, but I don't know how to do it differently. And then they just, we just suck it back up, right? We're like, okay, I took a little weekend break and then back we go. And, and that is that, that resilience where we, we can kind of stretch ourselves in a million directions. We can, in some ways, carry the weight of, of many. We can keep up at a really intense pace, but not forever. And I think that's where we're at right now is that the gift of 2020 and the gift of the pandemic and the gift of all of this, even for those of us who have been on a you know, a, awakened path. I always say, once you've said that you're awoke or you're woke or you're awakened, the universe is going to come by and give you a two by four. <laughs> there's always more there. And, and I think that part of you can be over resilient and therefore tolerate conditions of working and living and being succeeding that actually are really detrimental, not just to your physical health, but to our emotional health and our spiritual health and our relational health and our happiness. Absolutely. And the thing is, we Women are naturally great multitaskers. We can take on more and more and more, and we, we're really good at the things that we do that we don't realize sometimes when we cross our own boundaries or dishonor ourselves or how we slip into the systems and the roots and the generational ways uh, of our mothers and grandmothers and ancestors. And you talk about um, seeing things systemically created and the generated roots of overwhelm and burnout and self-sacrifice, that we have to make the choices to make changes. And that's a lot about what your book is about. Talk uh, some around the systemically created roots and the collective and the cultural systems that we slip into, perhaps unconsciously, uh, that we need to become conscious of. Yeah, this is, um, so I, I kind of, I've started really researching and studying overwhelm and burnout and self-sacrifice and this driving, striving, giving, giving, giving about a decade ago when I realized that we've been having these conversations about take care of yourself, self-care, manage stress, stress management, you know, manage time, like for like a long time, like decades and decades. And you could go back to when women first entered the workforce in the 1970s and 80s. You could go back to the industrial revolution. You can keep going back and back. But I wanted to get to the root. I'm like, okay, we've, we've clearly, it's not getting better. 
I mean, it's getting worse. If you look at some of the statistics that really are alarming is we have young girls at the age of eight coming home and asking their parents, their mothers to go on to antidepressants because they can't take the anxiety. And Simran, I don't know about you, but I didn't know what anxiety really was at the age of eight. Right. You know, it's like, and I didn't know. And and like there, and then, you know, we have people, so many women with thyroid issues and hormonal issues, like all these things that are showing up in our physical bodies. And many of you probably know this, the yogic science teaches that the place that the disease, dis-ease shows up last is in the physical body. And so we're, we're kind of just, we've kind of just, we're still acclimating into all of that. I'm like, you know what, this is not about another self-care solution. This is not about how to manage your stress better. Why are we trying to manage something that we don't even want? I mean, yogic science teaches release stress, release it, you know, let it go. So I'm like, I got to get to the root of like, what's under here that as smart as we are, as dedicated as we are, we still haven't figured this out, not just as humans, but really specifically as women. And so that sent me on a journey of my own research and my own life and with my own students. It also sent me speaking to some of the women that were at the forefront of the women's liberation movement in the 70s, including Gloria Steinem. And what I found was there were real systemic root reasons. And this is why I, I want everyone out there to know it's not your fault that you haven't found work-life balance. It's not your fault. You can't, you know, balance it all. It's not your fault that, you know, whatever it is that you just, you're judging yourself for, it isn't your fault because there are some real root reasons, one at a systemic level. So the way that our systems, so think education system, government system, our work system, how we go to work every day, um, the financial system, all of those systems were created really around the industrial revolution time. And the, the, the focus of those systems was to grow big, grow fast, be the best, accumulate, dominate, and continue to grow. And I don't know whether we could have gotten where we are today. I don't know, you know, but what I know based on, but I know to go forward, we can't keep consuming and accumulating and, and the way that we have been. But we've been so busy almost just trying to tread water. That's what I see most women doing just to keep everything afloat that we haven't even had the space to say, why do we work five days a week, quote unquote, really seven, right? Why do we, you know, why do we, why is the education system set up this way? Why, like, we we haven't been able to ask those questions yet, although I think that's where we're going So that's like the systemic reason of like being able to look around and be like, you can't even, we don't even know what's running us because we're so busy running to keep, to keep going. And then there's the other side of systemic root reasons, which are inside of us. And you talked, you you mentioned the Simran, the, that you talked about the, the, our mothers and our grandmothers and the, what I call imprints that we have that were handed down generation to generation, not because our mothers wanted us to be self-sacrificing, you know, women, but because they didn't know any better. And so we have these deeper internal these imprints within us that aren't just beliefs, they're, they're physical, they're cellular, they're emotional, they're mental, maybe even spiritual. And if you can't see them, you can't change them. So it's why we can't 
stop overworking or stop these patterns and they, we get stuck in these burnout cycles or these, these relational cycles with people or with our work or with organizations in which we constantly find ourselves over giving and under receiving. So that's really my intention with this book. And I think partly our conversation today, first of all, is to, is awareness, systemic awareness of the bigger systems and systemic awareness with, of what's within ourselves. Well, and I think that, you know, awareness is the key. It's the first step to healing. We have to know what we're doing. And and part of what we're doing is always being in a place of reactivity. So we're we're trying to solve the problems. We're trying to fix the issues. We're trying to um, create the solutions so quickly that we're not necessarily stopping to pause. And And part of that relates to how fast our society is with technology. I think I read somewhere that, um, we now have a three-second time span on social media or in reading an article or going through our emails that that things that grab our attention have to grab our attention in three seconds. And so what is the solution in moving from this reactive space of constant busyness and speed to that place of slowdown? Or does it have to be a major issue in our lives that finally gets us to stop, like the pandemic did, Mm -hmm. like an illness does, like a a relationship breakdown does, do we really have to wait for the pain to start to realize what needs to change? Well, oftentimes as humans, we do choose the the path to pain, don't we? (laughs) We we, we do. I don't know if anyone else out there, I'm thinking you maybe relate. I know I could raise my hand. Um, I could definitely raise my hand on that one. And, um, and I, I think we're, I think, I think that is how we have learned um, for a long time. And, it, and maybe it's necessary. Maybe it's not where we wait to things to get to. I always say distress, disease, drama, or divorce. Um, and that's usually what happens. And then it blows up. And then people are like, oh, oh, I have to change something. And then they, some people will really take that to heart and they'll go in. They'll go into themselves. They'll go in emotionally and mentally and really get in there and unearth and do the healing that needs to happen. And then, and then they don't repeat. You know, they, they elevate. They elevate to a different level of consciousness. That happened to me at the age of 30. I had my last big, like, two-by-four Mack truck um, because... I said, I never want to have that again. And mine came at a, a divorce. It was an ending of a 15-year relationship. And I had to ask myself, how did a smart woman like me end up here? And the answer 20 years ago was, you don't love yourself. And I was like, love myself? I haven't even ever thought of that. Like, well, how is that relevant? <laughs> you know, I have an MBA. Like, what are you talking about? And that set me on a journey of 10 years of actually getting to the roots of self-love And then in 2006, when I left my corporate career to go out and write and teach and share the message of self-love and and leadership with with women, I came to another, it wasn't a two-by-four Mack truck, but it's what I call the superwoman sob moment. And I had all these dreams and all these desires and all these hopes and all these business plans, because by the way, you know, I was an MBA, so I had that linear part plus the spiritual part of me. And no matter how hard I worked, no matter what I was doing, I just, there wasn't enough money. There wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough me. And I remember sitting on my office floor and I can like go back there right now with all of you. And maybe some of you have had this moment. I'm curious, Simran, if you've ever had this experience where the pressure was just too much and the tears just started to flow. And it was like the ugly tears, you know, just like, just like letting it out. And, 
like a keg that's been tapped. And when those tears stopped, it's like the calm after the storm. And when those, when those stopped, I got real, I, I let that silence be there. And in that silence, that same voice that spoke to me when I was 30, this time I was about mm, probably close to 40, um, maybe 38, said, Christine, if you keep working this way and trying to do this this way, you're not going to meet your mission. You're not going to make it. You're going to get sick. And it, I was listening, so it kept going. And it said, you need the feminine. And I said, the feminine? I don't know what that is, but that that's right. <laughs> that's right. And that set me on the path to going deeper into the feminine. Uh, and let's and, let's start right there, Christine, after the break. Overwhelmed and it. over it is a call and an invitation to you and women around the world to liberate yourselves from the self-sacrifice and burnout first. Then by tapping into your feminine wisdom and your power of influence, you can make shift happen in the systems you work, lead, and live. Stop tolerating this way of working and living as normal and acceptable. Stop trying to cure the symptoms. Start putting wellness, sustainability, wholeness, and real wealth at the core of your life. Start asking the courageous questions and questioning what doesn't feel right or good. Wield your power as women to birth and design new ways of working, relating and living that support and sustain people and the planet. This is from Christine Arillo's book, Overwhelmed and Over It. Embrace your power to stay centered and sustained in a chaotic world. I invite you to visit her website, overwhelmedandoverit.com. Also, jot down on your calendar if you don't know. It is Self-Love Day on February 13. And one thing that Christine has done is urging women to make one promise every year for themselves in regard to self-love. Definitely tune in to her podcast as well, Feminine Power Time so that you can learn more about her and all of the wisdom that she shares. And before we go, I want to mention that if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, you might want to check out BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, that's BetterHelp.com. They are offering 1111 Talk Radio listeners 10% off their first month. That's BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. This is not self-help. Uh, it is not a crisis line. This is actually professional counseling done securely online. It is there to support you with your own licensed professional therapist that is a perfect match. You can log into your account anytime, send messages to your counselor. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. This, again, is not self-help, and it is not a crisis line. It is uh, traditional counseling, and it is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, so go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11. We'll be right back with Christina Rillo and Overwhelmed and Over It. Please join us. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we dive back into conversation with Christina Rillo and Overwhelmed and Over It, I want to mention something new that I'm doing. I have always loved matching and bridging seekers to the people that they are seeking, the teachers, the authors, the leaders, the change agents, and providing them the information that allows them to access what they need for their own personal growth or spiritual evolution. Now, after the show, after 1111 Talk Radio, you can jump on over to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. I've started another way to bridge, and that is bridging friends to friends. There are so many individuals that have gifts, skills, and talents that are out in the world creating and expressing who they are in beautiful light ways. And it's time for more of our humanity and more of uh, an equality type of conversation where we just meet each other and speak about what's going on in our lives. So I hope you'll join me. It is Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. And you can join us and download the Stereo app and then follow me at Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. 
And you can tune into the conversation. You can listen. You can be a part of the conversation. You can even co-host the conversation. So I hope that you will definitely join me. You can go to the app. You can see the shows that are upcoming. And you can meet many of the friends that I have gotten to meet over the years and hear about some of the things that they're doing, the wisdom that they have to share, the struggles that they've overcome, and what their dreams and aspirations are. Sometimes we laugh. Sometimes we cry. But what we always do is bring our humanity to the to the hour so definitely join me at stereo.com forward slash simran 1111 tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays at 12 30 women you have the wisdom within you to birth new realities possibilities definitions of success and ways of working and living no one is coming to save you or this world you are the ones with the power within to do things differently Take a stand and liberate yourself first from what isn't right, aligned, and in harmony. Be mad enough. Make a different decision in how you design your life, define success, and lead and show up for your families, teams, and organizations, for your businesses and communities. Embrace your deeper intuitive feminine wisdom and trust it to guide you in your choices, big and small. This is from Christina Rillo's book, Overwhelmed and Over It. It is filled with so much beautiful information, uh, also different exercises and steps and practices that you can go through to really support you in balancing and harmonizing your life. Christine, we were talking about those two-by-fours and those situations that stop us in our tracks and, and also that superwoman cry that you were speaking of, and I have certainly had all of those things in my own life as well, and I'm sure that many women have. This is a book that is packed with so much valuable information to support women in not only achieving greater balance and releasing stress and harmonizing to a truer life while they deepen into their more feminine wisdom, Um, but it is something that feels like it has come from experience. Will you tell us a little bit about how you came to realize uh, much of this information beyond the research that you did? Hmm. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because one of the it's been it's a, like I said it's been a process for about a decade and the original like aha was like oh my god we've been talking about this for so long and yet we haven't actually solved it and it's getting worse and as I started to really dig underneath there one of the ways I do my research is I live it because I really feel like that's the best way to do the research as well as sharing it with others and I'm remembering a. Um, my awareness. So as we talked about, everything starts with awareness. You can't change what you can't see. So one of the ways that I, um, I help myself find unconscious imprints within me is I put myself on 40 day practices and I love to do 40 day practices and I love to take other people through 40 day practices because both the brain scientists and the yogis agree that if you do something for 40 days with intention, you will gain a deeper level of awareness and you can also break and old patterns and start to open up the way for new ones. So I was doing my first, what I call receiving practice. So one of the reasons that we experience such overwhelm and resentment or self-sacrifice or Simran, you even mentioned how this shows up for you. We often don't think of, we only think of burnout often as like, like some woman who's like in a, in a heap somewhere, right? And she's just like, you know, her hands are in her face and she's in complete misery and she doesn't love her life. But there's actually eight different kinds of burnout. And you described what's called passion burnout. 
And passion burnout is where you're doing what you love so much. You're giving, 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 but you are actually not receiving what you need. And all burnout comes from a place of the giving and receiving equation being off. It's one of our, it's one of the imprints that runs within us. It's better to give than receive versus it's better to give and receive is the imprint that I'm suggesting that we try. So I I put myself on this 40-day receiving practice to uncover what ways was I blocking receiving within myself. And I'm on day 36, maybe, of this practice. And part of my practice was every morning I would do a specific mantra and meditation. And so I was in Canada with um, some friends at their cottage and I was sitting out on a rock (laughs) doing my little mantra and, you know, wearing my white clothes and I was doing my thing and you all, it was crazy. This is always what happens in a 40 day practice. And I'm actually in the middle of one right now. I'm on day 28 um, because my birthday is on February 17th. And this always happens to me right around day 36 and it just drops in that voice. And it says the imprint, like the imprint is, if I'm not driving or striving, I'm not surviving. And I just was like, I just stopped me mm. in my tracks of like, if I'm not driving or striving, and I have my hand on my heart, you all right now, I'm not surviving. And that's when it really hit me. Like it was like, wow, these this these imprints, these reasons we over we over caretake, we over promise. There's actually 13 different ways we overgive are so deeply embedded in our heart, like in this, this part of like, oh my God, in my, in my body, right. Of like, I won't survive if I slow down, if I stop pushing and driving and sur- like driving, I'll actually die. Right. Then I won't survive. And when I saw that, I realized how primal that fear was within me. And how that was driving me to, you know, never trust that I could take a day off as an entrepreneur or when I was in corporate, how it always kept me trying to get to the next place in my career. Like I was always pushing to get to the next place or how I never, I never felt like there was enough. Like it would all, if I stopped working, there wouldn't be enough money. There wouldn't be enough of this. There wouldn't be enough that. And that gave me the portal to say, okay, now I see it. Now it's time to actually work with that and get to the root of where that is in me. And, and so that's, that it, that's part of this for all of us and, and, and why, um, this, why I just keep just, just like so happy. I'm not happy that COVID happened. I'm not happy the pandemic happened, but I'm happy from a, from a, I'm, I'm grateful that this global catalyst has happened to maybe, maybe, this is going to slow us down and shake us all up enough to actually look around and say, what are those deeper imprints that are running me from a place of fear or lack or scarcity that I can't even, I have no, I have no idea they're in there. And what are the ways in which I've been working or relating or set up my life that are actually not sustainable? I've just been tolerating it or trying to strive or drive to get there or just maybe pulling the covers over my head and, and hoping it, you know, magically would happen. And I think that's the potential of where we stand right now. You know, I, what you say is so valuable, Christine. I, I had my own two by four moment seven years ago, and I actually decided that I was going to stop and really do the deep dive work to figure out why that degree of a two by four would hit my life with the amount of inner work that I had done. And I was determined to not get back up until I truly 
realize some of those things like self-love and all of those things that we come to learn and the forgiveness and the different steps that we are here to uh, to ascertain and embody uh, as we move through our process. And so many things come up, you know, this fear of insignificance, this fear of being forgotten, the fear of dying, the, all these fears start to surface. And it is a beautiful thing that the pandemic has somehow gifted us in that it has stopped everyone long enough to where they are having to rethink their lives and perhaps rethink what they're doing or the relationships they're in. But the one thing that I know occurred with me as I started to come back after my seven-year quote-unquote quarantine uh, was that the things that I used to be able to do, I could no longer do. I would, my body would all of a sudden tell me, no, you're not doing that. It, it would get very, very tired to where I could really only do the things that felt harmonious to me. Mm-hmm. And you talk about balance versus harmony within the book. What is the distinction? And is balance something that is really achievable? Or is it, I had someone on my, uh, my after the show podcast yesterday, and she's someone that has worked hard and scattered through lots of different activities and gone through burnout quite a few times. And she made the comment, I don't think balance really exists. We just have to go into what makes us happy. So talk a little bit about the distinction between those two and whether or not balance is an actual achievable thing. Yes, great question. So one of the imprints that we've been running for a long time is work-life balance, right? If I could just find balance. And if you think about that, it would be, it's like we talk about, I'm juggling so many balls, I'm spinning so many plates. And put in your mind the visual. So if you think of work life, so you have work on one side and you have life on the other. You can even put your hands out. And in the in the in the book, there's a glyph in there that shows this woman who has work on one side and then she has life on the other side. And it's like it's tearing her into two. And it's what's called the duality reality. And in a duality reality, it's either this or it's that. And you can never you can never create it's a constellation for your life that's actually a total setup for burnout. So balance is not the goal or not how we should constellate our life. It's not It's not how you can design your life because we live dynamic lives, diverse lives. No one here that's listening to us and we're, that, that we're talking to right now, none of you have, your life can't be put in two compartments. So one of the one of the teachings, this is across all wisdom traditions, is that balance, if you look up the word balance, what it means is equilibrium, which basically means a state of stillness. So balance is something you want to cultivate within yourself so that you can have that place of balance within yourself so that you can respond as in yogic science, they talk about responding from the neutral mind. And so that as things happen around you, you don't get pulled off center. So you want to cultivate a state of balance within and or really have a a good amount of practices. This is why we do our practice, why we do a morning practice, an evening practice, why we do yoga, why we meditate, all these things is so that when things get intense, we can stay balanced on the inside. That's still water. But balance isn't a way to take all, think of all the parts of your life. You know, there, yes, there's work, there's family, there's beloveds, there's your own self-expression, there's the desires you have for your sacred work, there's your career, there's your financial flow, there's your physical health. I mean, there's many parts. So if you think about harmony, and this is really the, the imprint is to actually cultivate harmony. So instead of trying to find balance, 
a new way to think about constellating your life is to const- is to is to cultivate harmony. And if you were to think about yourself, the best metaphor I have is to think of yourself like a conductor. And your life is the orchestra and you have all these different parts and you stand in the middle of the of of the orchestra. So think like you have um, eight circles around you, eight spirals around you, and all of these eight spirals represent your whole life, all the diverse div- dynamic parts. Your job is to stay in the center, balanced in relationship to all of those parts so that they can play together like an orchestra. And you can't play all the parts at one time because if you do that, what would happen if it was an orchestra? It would just be a cacophony versus a harmony. You can't focus on all those parts at the same time. And there's different speeds at which and different rhythms at which we play. And so just like a symphony or a harmony, a symphony has like staccato and then it has lyrical and then it has like a melody. Your life, our lives are meant to have rhythm. And so one of the things that is core to kind of thinking about this in practical terms is that you want to have three different levels of rhythm in your life. One is, 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 is lyrical replenishment. One is melody and flow, which is kind of active creativity. Like you're like in the flow, you're moving, you're active. And then the third is intensity. That's where it's like louder and more intense times. And that, those three rhythms, replenishment, flow, and intensity, those happen every day. They should be happening every week, every month, and every year. But if you always play at intensity, you will burn out and you just keep ratcheting up. And if you always are at replenishment, you'll never get anything done. And if you just want to stay in the flow state all the time, you're not being realistic to how life is on the planet. And so it's a way to start thinking about, okay, so what I'm, what I'm suggesting to you all is that we start to create a rhythm in our days, our weeks, our months, our year that have these different levels of, of rhythm. And when we do that and then get into relationship with all these different parts, we start to create harmony. Mm, that sounds like embodying a soul song. Very, very nice. Over the years of research and experimentation, Christina Rillo has honed in on 12 specific imprints at the root of burnout, self-sacrifice, and overwhelm. In each chapter of the book, she works uh, with different ones, and she offers this as an elevation of your self-awareness and systemic awareness in which you choose to release one way of being succeeding and living and embrace a different one that supports you to create a reality that is sustainable. To make the wisdom personal and practical, she weaves self-awareness inquiries throughout each chapter for you titled Know Yourself. And these are questions and self-assessments whose intention is to help you reveal and feel deeper truths about yourself. The book is a wonderful uh, way for you to get to know you, how you operate, and how to create more harmony in your life. Christine Arillo is the author of Overwhelmed and Over It, and as a transformational leadership advisor, three-time best-selling author, and host of the popular Feminine Power Time podcast, she's recognized worldwide for helping women make shift happen in their lives, in how they work, and what they do. 
You can find out more about her at Overwhelmed and Over It. Definitely make your promise to yourself on Self-Love Day, February 13. And once again, tune in to her podcast, Feminine Power Time, uh, whenever you can. Again, after the show today, I invite you to go to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. You can click on the banner on the middle of the 1111 Talk Radio Show page to go directly there and to subscribe. We'll be right back after these messages with Christine Arillo and Overwhelmed and Over It. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Choosing to live and create a whole life in this current overculture is a radical act, one that requires you to consciously, courageously, and consistently make choices that support the whole to thrive, including at times taking a fierce stand to no longer accept anything less than a whole life. When you are working in the duality reality of work-life balance, creating a whole life was, well, pretty impossible. 
in at least any kind of sustainable way. Choosing to cultivate harmony by standing at the center of your life as the conductor in relationship to all the parts opens up the potential for creating a whole life and a greater possibility of feeling in harmony, even during times of intensity. You have a beautiful section in the book, Christine, where you illustrate a harmony wheel and you talk about the different realms of a whole and harmonized life. And uh, it's quite powerful because it really outlines the places that people are to focus on. And before we dive into that harmony wheel, I'd love to dive into a bit more about the divine feminine and the feminine energy and really grounding that in a place that we we start to harmonize more in that direction because I do feel like a lot of women, especially in the Western world, we operate more out of our masculine energy and have been conditioned to do so uh, for far longer than we realize and don't even know that we operate out of that masculine energy a lot of the time. So can you talk a little bit about the distinction and then harmonizing more towards our feminine selves? Absolutely. Yeah, and I would just add to that, Simran, so well put, is that not only do we not even realize that we are we are over operating from our masculine, we undervalue the feminine. I, I see women, I see women more. And I was one of these women who I call woo-woo and poo-poo the feminine. They're like, oh yeah, that sounds nice to slow down. Oh yeah, your intuition, that sounds nice. But we don't actually believe that the feminine will come through for us. So a big part of my work, and when I heard that voice, you know, you need the feminine, was to really go deep diving into what the feminine actually was. And that helped me see how much I had been trained, not just in the masculine, but what I would call distorted masculine power. And so I'm going to give you all a visual to think about this. So when I teach when I teach power, feminine power and masculine power, which when they come together and harmonize, they they elevate us into a higher level of leadership and consciousness. And just to set the bar on the word leadership, I really believe that leadership is a choice, not a position, which means every person that's listening right now, you get to choose to be a leader of your life. You get to choose to be a leader in the world. You get to, you get to choose that. It's not a position that someone gives you. So so when we, if you were to think of the, and kind of visualize the uh, infinity sign, that has like a little, you know, little loop on the left and a little loop on the right. Your feminine power sits on the loop on the left and your masculine power sits on the loop on the right. And this symbol that looks like an infinity sign is actually called a harmonizer. And when you put two different things within that harmonizer, they actually harmonize together. So where we've been as a culture and what most of us have been trained to value is either the masculine power and or distortion. So if you move off the power spectrum, you get distorted power. So here's like an example. An example is feminine power is intuition. That's the left. On the right, is intellect. That's the masculine power. Those two together, when harmonized, give us access to wisdom. But in this overculture, we overglorify and overvalue the intellect. And so most people, unless you've studied intuition and you're in an active relationship with your intuition and you're actively in a co-creative process, very, you know, very consciously with the, with the universe and with the divine, you're, we're over here in the intellect. And so we're operating at like half power. And you, so things like if you can't prove it, it's not real. If it's not scientifically proven, it's not real. Like all of these rational things that poo poo and woo woo, the intuition is really discounting that deeper knowing within ourselves, which then leads us to make choices that are based in the mind 
versus ones that are from the heart and the soul. And if you're if you're in the intuition and you're distorted, so the feminine distortion, that would look like magical thinking, ungrounded reality, making synchronicity out of something that actually isn't really synchronistic. And so there's about, I've uncovered about almost 20 of these power spectrums. And I think what's important to share with everyone is that this is part of I don't believe we can actually get to unity consciousness without going through the integration of the feminine and the masculine within ourselves. And when you start to study the feminine and you start to embrace it and learn it and and value it and trust it in how you work, you live, you succeed, you organize your life, your business, your organization, the distortions of the masculine kind of come over. It's like the feminine almost pulls the masculine, you know, in. if you were to think of it like dancing, she's like, come on over. And he gets, the masculine gets aligned within us. And then what happens is that we become integrated and then we start to operate from that integrated place, which then allows us to create elevated reality for ourselves, our families and our organizations. Yes. And that, then that integration and that balance of the masculine feminine uh, allows us to change how we work. And in the book, you talk about three different options. We can work hard, we can work smart, or we can work wise. Would you talk about those three? I will. So we've all heard that imprint, right? You have to work hard to succeed. And I'm a big fan of etymology. And for any of you that don't know the power of words, it would be worth taking a look in really elevating your your talk and watching how what you say literally keeps recapitulating some of these imprints, especially around working hard. And, and working, and it's interesting when I was doing my research around all of this, that if you look up the word hard, the word hard basically means to toil, to grind, gruesome. So if you're, if you have a imprint and a belief system that says, I have to work hard to succeed, you basically are teaching yourself and and embracing, I have to basically struggle and gruesome toil in order to succeed. And maybe that is how things have had to be, um, but it's not how things move forward. And so, so we hear a lot too, then like work smart, but the interesting thing, if you look up the word smart is that it means, um, shrewd, quick, and to create mental pain. So part of the thing, and Simran, you mentioned this, um, early in our talk, we are a culture addicted to speed and when you are moving fast and swift, you're working in the realm of the mind. And the mind, which is a beautiful thing that creates our thoughts, it can only create what it's seen before or seen other people do. And the mind is not the heart. And without the heart, humans create a lot of reality that isn't grounded and rooted in compassion and isn't necessarily good for the people and the planet. So working wise, if you look up the word wise, which is my recommendation, is that that what it requires of to work wise means to basically seek out the path that creates harmony. And to do that, we, there's a, there, and these are very, there's very practical ways to put that. This is not just esoteric. There actually is like, if you think about, you have a choice that you want to make a decision an impulse to do something before you just go into the mental thought, move fast, move quick. And then I go into action, which then creates forms and, and, and ideas and projects that are just either more work or not in alignment, you have to slow down. 
and to get into the deeper wisdom, into that place of feeling and sensing and being able to really be in relationship to the to that invisible force, call it the universe, call it presence, call it, I like to think of it like Star Wars, like the force, and, uh, and your own intuition to really feel into what's needed and what's in alignment before you make the thought and move into action. Most definitely. I think, I think most people don't realize that when we we do react or act on impulse that we're really coming from our shadow nature. And what we're creating is try to overcompensate for the deficiency of the inner child that's inside. And, and so oftentimes those very creations will just pull us right back to the same wounds that we're trying to overcome. Whereas doing what you're talking about to really allow the intuition to guide, to spend the time, to allow the feminine space to hold it within the womb and to nurture it before a creation comes forth, we then allow something more healthy to actually birth. As we close out the show, I love the fact that you took the word crazy and you kind of reframed it because I think women sometimes um, that is a, a term that is thrown at us or placed on us and it is in a very derogatory manner. But you have switched it up so that crazy is actually something that is powerful. Would you um, talk about that as we close out our show? Yes, great. So I call it the superpower of crazy wisdom. And so I want everyone just to think of a time in which you followed your intuition. You followed that deeper knowing, even if it, if it, even if it defied what other people thought you should do, what your intellect thought you should do, or what the culture said was the normal thing to do. And to find at least one time in your life where you trusted that deeper knowing, even if you yourself thought you were crazy. Like I can remember for myself when I finished my MBA in Chicago and all my friends were getting big jobs, making big money. I decided to move to California to pursue my dream of working in fashion with no job (laughs) and some money in the bank. And they all thought she's crazy. They actually said that, but I knew like I knew in my heart of heart and in my body that I needed to go. That was the time for me to, to go towards that dream, to move towards that dream. And, and so if you can remember a time of that for yourself right now, it's going to help you navigate into the future and to trust that part of you. Part of the reason we make choices, big ones and small ones, that don't honor who we are and cause us to create lives that can oftentimes feel like prison cells versus actually the freedom that we desire is because we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust that deeper knowing. And so one way to build that trust is to remember a time where you're like, I did follow that and it did work out. And then that helps build that trust muscle within you. And One last piece about crazy wisdom is like as we go into these coming years, it's really important that you have around you what I call a council of clarity, people that you can go to and say, I'm not sure, I don't know, but would you listen to where what I have, you know, what's going on in here and they can help reflect to you what is true, what your wisdom is guiding you to. And that's an important practice and support structure to have in your life right now. Thank you so much, Christine, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Uh, I invite you to explore more of her work. Go to overwhelmedandoverit.com. Definitely make a promise to yourself, as she suggests every year on February 13th, Self Love Day, and tune into her podcast, Feminine Power Time, so that you can learn more about her. Pick up your copy of Overwhelmed and Over It, and perhaps pick up another copy and give it to a friend, or create a group circle of women that go through this book 
and hold each other accountable and support one another and create the sisterhood uh, and that circle that she is speaking of that is your counsel that you can go to from time to time. Next week, my guest is Carrie Hummingbird, and we are talking about her great new book, The Mother Wound. It is sure to be a powerful, Uh deep, and rich conversation, and certainly something that is at the core of our healing, whether we are man, woman, or child. So definitely tune in as Carrie comes back on to 1111 Talk Radio. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well, and join me on Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. In 30 minutes, I'll see you there. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.